Welcome to Tournament in a Tea Break. It's day nine, the day where everything feels like you're swimming through treacle, but even worse, today is Chris's last day. Je suis très désolé. I will return. Um, so we thought we'd come and sit in Chatrier so that he could get one last look at this impressive court. As I said before, when I first came up, I scampered up the little stairs down there um, where all the boxes are and I looked around I thought yeah whatever but I think it's when you come up to the press seats that you really get a sense of how big this court is now and it's pretty damn impressive I have to say it's quite lovely it really is I'm I'm very very happy with it I think it's great 15,000 seats were surrounded by them and they're all empty except for these two except for these two and a whole load of television people yeah. in the corner well, they're not sitting oh some of them are okay, okay. alright so on your last day, um, if you want to know what we mean by this whole day nine thing, um, by the time you get to day nine, you don't know what day it is, you don't know what time zone you're in, you, all you know is there are people hitting fluffy balls everywhere yeah. and you just want it to end. Absolutely. Uh, um, I do know that it slowed down today. It was a little, mm. more, little more mellow in the press room, around the grounds, less juniors were happening, of course, but it was a little quieter, a little more peaceful, easier to focus. So that's, it's a totally different vibe in the second week, right? And, and did you feel that it was like easier to move around as well? Because I I sort of dashed to the media restaurant, which is so you come out of where our little gingerbread house is, and then you join the Bing Long Boulevard that takes you to Suzanne Longlen. Um, and normally you're like a salmon swimming upstream with streams of people coming the other way. Yeah. And this time I could actually stroll quite leisurely in a quite jaunty fashion mm. up the road. Yeah, it was nicer. It was definitely less crowded. It was it was totally different than we'd seen up until yesterday, which was Sunday. And it was a holiday weekend, so of course it was going to be packed. But yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Well, today we had some pretty cool action. Um, Madison Keys, I feel, has been flying under the radar. I would say so. Yeah? She's been able to get through like she seems to always do with the majors. There was a stat floating around, like it was 13 out of the last 16 or 17 slams. She's made the second week, so... She's clearly a, a, a good at Grand Slams. And in tennis, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Um, I think it's great that she's been under the radar. All the focus has been uh, on either top names going out, young names coming in, or the, the, the names in the frame that we would expect to see you know, in terms of a clay court um, final. So, you know, she will face Ash Barty, who really rather ruthlessly dispatched uh, Sophia Kennan uh, in the deciding set. Um, it was, it, I mean, she started really quick. Kennan seemed to start a little bit slow. Came back to a feisty, fist-pumpy, thigh-slapping self in the second set. But in the third set, it just all kind of disintegrated. Yep. Uh, what can you say about Ash Barty this year? I mean, she's just proving... This Yet year again. and every year, come on. Yeah, this has been her best season, though, I think, on tour, right? I mm-hmm. mean, she, the Miami title was massive for her, but she just proves it now on any surface. I mean, I think, you think grass is going to be her best surface, but, boy, look what she's doing on clay. I, I, th- I like the way she shapes up against Keys. I think they're two of the best servers in this tournament in terms of protecting mm. their serve, but Keys has been the worst returner in terms of getting breaks. So I think a key matchup will be Barty using her serve to get the points started and kind of get control of points, and I have a feeling she'll be able to do that. And that could be the edge, because I don't think there'll be a lot of breaks to serve in this yeah. match. So if Barty can really kind of take advantage of the fact that Keys isn't the best returner, if there's a weak spot, that's probably it. Yeah. Um, uh, I think the matchup favors her, but it's going to be a fun match. Uh, we managed to make Simona Halep feel old 
I feel bad. I feel like I've like I've stepped on a kitten's paw, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we uh, we pointed out that you know um, Halep, of course, was born in 1991. Uh, Sviatek was born in 2001, and um, unfortunately got a real lesson. I mean, I was really looking after what after we spoke to Mert. I was really looking forward to seeing Sviatek in action. And actually, when she did sort of try and get into the points, her point construction was amazing. Her, you know, the way that she could disguise her forehand was incredible. For her to have that kind of ability now is very exciting to watch. The trouble is, everything that she threw at Halep came back at her, not only with the kitchen sink, but like with the freezer, um, a garage, and uh, and a, a hot tub all thrown, <laughs> thrown yeah. in, came straight back at her. Um, it was a real lesson, and I tell you what, after a shaky start by Halep, she is looking pretty bloody good. Look around you, you're looking at Simona Halep's house. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Eleven I, in a row at, at you know at, at yeah. Roland Garros and many of them on shot three A. So yeah, I, I thought what you were referring to earlier that conversation about age. I thought it was rather interesting actually. I wasn't in there for that, but it was kind of neat to hear Simona talk about how she progressed in her career yeah. and how it started later and how she would definitely not trade it for anything and how she had to go one step at a time and a little more slowly and that's how she got to where she is today and how the other players that are 17, 18 that are breaking through in this draw like Swiatek and Amanda Anisimova who we'll talk about shortly she wasn't able to do the things that, that, yeah. that they've done at her age. And she said, well, good for them. She said, either way you do it, it's good to be good. But um, it was an interesting conversation. It, it was, it was. I mean, I, you know, I, I asked her what she felt, you know, could you remember what she felt like at that? And she just laughed at me and said... That was you. And she goes, when I was 17, I wasn't in the quarterfinal of a Grand Slam. Not at all, You right? know, and, you know, I just thought, wow... Um, and it's interesting because I remember asking the same question to Anna Ivanovic around about the time that I came onto the tour when Halep and Kvitovu could barely string a sentence together. And I think I asked Ivanovic a question along those lines of, you know, you've got these young players that are coming up and targeting you. How do you feel? <laughs> and she was like, you know, when I was when I was young, right. quite literally, um, you know, we had a lot of respect for the players and you, you kind of went out there like respectful. And these young players don't care and I just I it was an interesting flashback to when I was started on the thing when I was interviewing a very young Halep and a very young um Petra Kvitova only two years on from winning her first Wimbledon and still quite shy you know it's it's interesting how things come around it is it is but you're talking about Anisimova so tell me oh goodness they moved that match to to, a, to Simone Mathieu. They moved it to Simone Mathieu, and I said, you know what, this is a good time for me to get out and really like make a nice study of her game, and I was able to really take in firsthand how booming her backhand is. It's not, doesn't take much effort for her to produce that shot, and it's very repeatable. She can hit it over and over. I think she could hit that shot in her sleep. She can take it down the line beautifully. She is a very good baseliner. Forehand, backhand, doesn't matter which side. She's really solid. I think she, as she matures, she'll start to use the court more and use angles more to open up mm-hmm. even more opportunities for herself, probably get into the net a little more. But in terms of the stroke production from the baseline, it's great A, and she was really on top of Bolsova today. It was a very oh, yeah. impressive win. Next stop, Simona Halep. You know, things will be different, but she's showing a lot of promise for a 17-year-old. Yeah, okay. Well, talking about people that we thought were going to do... Uh, might get tested. Djokovic was in pretty impressive form against Jan Leonard Struff. I, I really thought that Struff was going to um, maybe have, maybe sort of 
I don't know, buoyed up from from his win over Chorich, but he looked very heavy-legged today. Yeah, I think again on Struff challenging Novak Djokovic. Um, what can you say? I asked Novak after the match if um, if he was actually what he thought about the fact that he's not being tested at all, that he's cruising, and and how is he going to be ready for the challenges that are sure to come you know, in the next few days? And he said. I like to cruise. I'm pretty happy about that. That was the first thing out of his mouth. And, th- and then the second thing he said rather confidently was, I've been in a lot of big matches before. I know what it's like and what I need to do. Yeah. So he sounds very confident. He's playing very confident. He's got Sasha Zverev next. They've split four matches. And yeah, remember, Sasha beat him on clay in the Rome final. He beat him in an ATP fi- finals title match. So he's got some big wins against him. Maybe this will be the first test. For Novak. Yeah, I mean, Sasha has been. Um, it was interesting. I was talking to a German colleague, um, and he was saying, you know, Sasha's talking a good talk. Uh, you know, he took um, he took the fact that his win in Geneva put him number ten in the race, uh, kept him at number five in the rankings, and turned it around on the press and said, you know, when somebody was like, kind of, oh, you haven't had a great year, and yada yada, he goes, oh, you know, I'm num- ranked number five in the world. I'm I'm still in the top five. Do you guys know where I am in the race? I'm in number 10 in the race, and we're we're not even halfway through the season. <laughs> he is so funny. But the German guy said, you know, up until Geneva, that win in Geneva, that wasn't the case. He was number 26 in the race and yada, 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 and he's taken that, and he uses it to generate his own his own machine. That's why when somebody asked him about whether he dissed Boris Becker, you know, Boris was very good at doing that, taking what the media was saying and turning it around to suit his narrative mm-hmm. and um, and obviously but I mean, you might not know this but Boris was involved um, with the Zverev family when Misha Zverev first came on the, on the scene okay. so of course he'll have known Alex little, little baby Sasha from, from a very young age yeah. and Sasha looks up to Boris a lot so it doesn't surprise me that he's doing this mm-hmm. and lo and behold he managed to finish a match without the number five being involved amazing um, you know so I, I think you're right I think this is going to be the first test I think that um, I think he could get one if not two sets off him. I mm-hmm. think Djokovic will win, but I think it's going to be tough. Yeah, I think it could be some high-quality tennis and fairly competitive. Do we have time today? I can give yeah. you guys a really funny quote that Zverev said today. Go. He said, for me, they're, they're asking about his season so far. He said, for me, <laughs> the, best, the yeah. best thing that could have happened for me is how good Tsitsipas' clay court season was. Yeah. Meaning that he's happy that he's under the radar because everybody's focused on Steph. It felt like a jab, but he later elaborated and said, you know, Steph played great here and it yeah, was a yeah, great yeah. match with Varinka and all that. But it was funny that he kind of picked on Tsitsipas because you know they've had a few Needles. back and forths throw you know a little yeah a little needling going on yeah. in press so that was a very yeah, funny yeah, yeah. comment from Sasha's Zverev I guess it shows that he's loose and somewhat yeah somewhat but no you're right he did qualify it saying that you know that they, they had a lot to be proud of I did read the thing actually yep. that so um on to team who actually lo and behold discovered that it's possible to win a match in three sets yeah Good on him. I mean, I've, you, you've got to feel for the French. They came, you know, the, the, it was a bad day for the French. They lost Pair and Monfils. Monfils just wasn't at the races today. Team was in absolute control. And there was no walking off the map from Team at all. No losing his confidence. He came out there super focused. Yep. And, and when you make the, uh, the hot shot... Of the, of the match oh, against Monfils, you God, know you're doing yeah. something right. That, that was tweener amazing. that he hit from way beyond the baseline that was a rocket that that just kind of tucked right inside the other baseline. That was an amazing shot. But, you know, good on team. He's in good shape, and he's doing what, he's, what he needed to do. And like we've said throughout the last couple of days, 
don't if there's one guy that can handle a few four setters like he had mm. three four setters it's Dominic team the guy's in amazing shape and straight setter today is only going to help him Hachinov will be his next one and Hachinov looked good it just we just saw him finish off Juan Martin Del Potro Hachinov by the way 10 and 12 entering this tournament changed rackets in January was struggled then went back to his old racket been really hard for him to find wins, and here he goes reaching his first major quarterfinal. So he'll be on a high against team. And that makes that I can't believe that's his first major quarterfinal. I know he's a Masters champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get on to tomorrow. The for the first time in ten days, uh, I don't have to be here at eleven o'clock. Uh, well, before eleven o'clock starts, so eight o'clock, I can actually have a bit of a lie-in. Um, because action on Chatrier doesn't start until 2 p.m. French time. That's 1 p.m. British summer time. Although if it's raining, well, it's still British summer time. Tough luck. Um, start with Sloan and, and Conta. We Brits got to talk to uh, Dmitry Zabialov, who is a very quiet, articulate guy. I can understand totally why Joe um, has him as a as a, a trainer. He's am- amazing. So there'll be that to come from me tomorrow, a piece on this very quiet guy who is who defends his champion. Somebody rather sarcastically sort of said, oh, do you, you know, do you, th- do you think she, do you think she's got it in her? And he go, you know, do you think she can win a slam? And he went, well, do you? And he goes, well, you know, you know what, no, what do you think? Mm. And, um, and then he said, well, do you, do you want to, you know, or is it, what do I think? And, so the guy said, well, I want to know what you think. And he goes, well, to me, she's a champion already. And somebody said, yeah, but, you know, only two semifinals. And he's like, well, what makes a champion for you then? She's already won titles. What? I, I don't understand. And I just thought right there, that's exactly what Joe needs. Sounds like he's a good mix for he's, oh, He was amazing. It, it, was, it was fantastic. If only for the fact that he makes very, very long pauses. And so what I thought, to my dismay, was a 20-minute um, transcription. It actually turned out to be just 10, because half of it was him just... Um, <laughs> and then a pause for about a minute. But anyway, that's to come. Uh, so don't miss that. Do do stay uh, abreast with what um, what's coming out on Britwatch Sports. You won't be disappointed. Joe and Sloan. Sloan is uh, love two down to Joe. Both, um, both matches this year. The first was at uh, Brisbane at the start of the year. The second was in Rome. On the clay. On the clay. But it was that day after it had been rained off and it was that double header. Do you remember? I remember. Where there was about a million matches to be played all in one day. Oh, my goodness. So, um, so Sloan has very bad memories of that. Um, I think if they both bring their air game, this is going to be a legit corker. Yeah, she's, uh, obviously Joe likes the matchup. Yeah, yeah. I think I think because they both play very aggressively. Um, the thing is, Sloane's movement is a lot better. Sloane is also pretty adept at the net. She's she's a lot sharper than Joe is at the net. But Joe isn't afraid to try stuff. And because people know how Joe's game normally is, which is very strong from the baseline and very aggressive coming in for dry volleys, when she does try these drop shots that make all of us want to run behind the sofa in fear, <laughs> it catches players out. Um, and damn it, she's making them. She made some extraordinary ones against uh, Vekic. Um, yeah, I think this has got three sets. I, I would probably give the edge to Stevens, but it honestly wouldn't surprise me if Joe pulled it off. No, and yeah, especially because she's got those two wins. I think Sloane's going to be out for revenge, and Sloane is playing really well in Paris and on clay. 
But again, clearly the matchup says that Joe can get in there and make a fight out of it. So looking yeah. forward to it for sure. And then following them is? Nishikori mm. and Rafa, the king of clay against Kay. So <laughs> fun match, right? Nishikori, we all know he's played too much tennis at this tournament. Yep. He's going to struggle physically if he gets into a physical fight with Rafa. If he has, if it turns into a good match, it'll still be tough for Kay to get past him. And we know about the head-to-head between those two. It's been, the head-to-head between everybody and Rafa is on the negative side pretty much, except for, what, two players? So yeah, it, I don't have much hopes for it being a great match. But um, but, but pe- people who want to see Rafa progress are going to be happy. I would say, right? I mean, I love what Kay does on clay. I, I love his game. I just think he's put too much time on court. Yep. I, I agree, I agree, I agree. Um, okay, on Susie Longlegs, we start with Federer and uh, Vavrinka. Wow, on Longland matchup of, of the century, right? I there, think if right? you've got if you've got a Longland ticket, you must be absolutely gleeful. What will Stan have left in the tank to face his arch nemesis, Roger Federer? He does have a win here against him, and another win on clay. Clearly, this is the surface. Twenty-four-three is Federer's um, record. The three matches: two Monte Carlos and one French Open for yeah. Stan. So there's hope for Stan. There is hope. It, it lets us, we just, what we really need to know is what did he do yesterday? How effective was that ice bath? How many times has he gotten a massage? Is he feeling okay? Is he feeling energized? If so, this is a toss-up. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think this could go either way, um, and we will either have a Fedal, not, no, yeah, a Fedal semi. Yeah. Or we're going to have Vavrinka and Nadal. Although, I don't, maybe I should back up. Maybe not a toss-up. I think Roger's the fave. And, and you agree, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. But but if we get peak Stan, like we got two days ago against Stefano Tsitsipas, I think it's, it could be a really excellent match. This is going to be Federer's first. This definitely has the um, makings of being Federer's first test. First proper oh, yeah. test. Oh, for, for sure. And then we have... Petra Martic and Marketa Vondrusova. Martic 4-0 against Marketa and... They've all been in the last two years, so again, this is a case of a matchup really favoring one player over the other, but I do not know why. Do you? I don't, but you know what? Do you know what um, Martic is reminding me of? Lucy Safarova's run to the final. Okay, that was a fun run. But that's what it's reminding me of right now. But you've got to set off Serena in that final, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, tell me about this. Tell me what are the parallels you're drawing. Uh, the parallels I'm drawing, journey women on the tour, you know, very, yep. very good, um, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty high quality, never quite got it together when it came to something like this. Yeah, poked um, around the second week a bit. Yeah, yeah, poked around at the beginning and then went off. Um, she's really coming to run on claim and her last match where she had to really fight to claim her spot, I think showed a lot of guts and courage. Vondrusova, I think, is exciting to watch. She's very adept for somebody of her age. She certainly is. Um, but she can just go off the boil. And I think also when fatigue sets in, you, you see a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, either way, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great sort of little sub-story for, for real tennis fans. I think people that are watching generally that that don't recognize the names and, you know, just think, oh, well, they'll just attribute them to Clay, I think, you know, won't be that interested in this. But I, I don't know. I think it'll be I think it'll be fascinating. Yeah, I'm curious to see if Vondrusova has made it, can make any adjustments, any improvements mm. against Petra Martic because Martic is in great form. I really enjoy her game, the way she hits it, the, the, the nuance she plays with, the variety in her game. 
I, I'm tabbing her to get through and make her first major semifinal on top of her first major quarterfinal. But, um, yeah, I think, okay. I think she's, she's been a great story. She's fun. Okay, well, all that remains to be said is have a safe flight back. I oh. will miss you. Yes. But I will see you in a couple of in a few weeks' time because obviously you're coming back and you'll be in your lair. Yep, that'll be great. Um, so you will hear from Chris again when we get to Wimbledon. Thanks for having me all this time. No, right? no, no. It's been my pleasure. And all that remains to say, while well, lots of people are like, it's very curious people downstairs are filming mm. to um, shivering people up in the stands of Chatrier, eh? Uh, is we will oh there there will be a little bit of a treat actually because I'm going to get together with Mertz tomorrow and we're going to preview stuff we might do it on video I'm not sure yet but uh, but yes there'll be another there'll be another uh, tournament and tea break and hopefully I can persuade Mertz to fill your very big um, manly shoes I think it would be easy for him (laughs) that dude knows his tennis okay thank you guys for listening you've been listening of course to Ross Satter and Chris Otto au revoir tout le monde au revoir